Before the Ranger Creed is recited by a formation of Rangers at a ceremony, you will always hear the narrator say, Will all Rangers, past and present, please join as we recite the Ranger Creed? Every Ranger will stand, and as they say those six stanzas, they are transformed back to a time when they had the pleasure and the burden of this brotherhood. That feeling is hard to describe. However, it's one that never leaves you. It's a connection that spans the globe and can be reignited when you hear the phrase, Hey Ranger, what battalion were you from? Amongst this formation, there are Rangers that stand out. They are legends of this elite organization, and when their names are spoken, people instantly have a story and for a moment, relive it. Legends of the 75th Podcast wants to capture that feeling and those stories. We want to ensure that these legends, triumphs, and sacrifices never fade away. So sit back with your favorite adult beverage and listen to the stories from the Legends of the 75th. Hey, everybody. Excited to have you on today onto the podcast. And uh, boy, we got a treat here. Uh, Doug Pallister actually referred uh, Colonel Russ Coatwall to me. Uh, he served as a battalion surgeon for 375 for three deployments, the regimental surgeon, and spent a total of nine years in Ranger Regiment. He has two joint service medals for valor and two combat jumps, which is going to be interesting. And I'm excited to talk about that because there's not probably very many people in the medical community that have two combat jumps. So that's pretty amazing. Uh, but also he's credited with some of the biggest changes that we made in the medical community. And he's actually the individual that a lot of people source as a person that was pivotal in that process. So, sir, it's an honor to have you on Legends today. How are you doing? Well, Mike, thank you very much for having me. It's an honor to be here. Yeah. So let's just uh, let's start at the beginning. You know, um, I know you have an interesting story even prior to the military, but what what made you decide to get into the medical field? So first off, you had mentioned Doug Pallister and Doug Pallister having referred me to you. Um, I, I'm going to I'm going to not answer your question and I'm going to I'm going to say something about Doug. OK, and so he, he said something to me that was very profound. And uh, and Doug and I had hung out uh, on several different deployments and uh, did several things together. And uh, um, uh, what, uh, what we we're concerned about for a while was that there are a lot of folks that uh, felt entitled to certain things through the years, uh, especially as, these, uh, as, as younger folks were going back into the organization and uh, they felt entitled to this or that or whatever else. And one of the things that you used to always say is that um, in, this, in this age of entitlement, the only thing you're entitled to is good leadership. Oh. And uh, and so for me, um, as, as I think about the Rangers and I think about the Ranger Regiment and I think about uh, what we're all about, um, I, I tell you, that's that's all I've received for the years is, uh, is good, not only good, but great leadership uh, through, through the Rangers. Um, so going back in time, uh, so so my story actually began, at least for Rangers, uh, in the uh, in the 1980s, early 1980s. And so uh, my father was in the military uh, for 24, 25 years. Um, uh, he was in San Antonio at the time on an assignment. And uh, um, I, so I was here in Texas and uh, um, uh, looking at different colleges, I ended up going to a place called Texas A&M University. And uh, Texas A&M University, um, it uh, fit who I was and uh, my personality, my character. Um, I went into the Corps of Cadets there. And uh, what was prominent about it is that um, in one of the presidents of, uh, of Texas A&M University uh, was a guy by the name of James Earl Rudder. And, uh, and he was also the commander of 2nd Ranger Battalion. Uh, um, and, uh, yeah, it, wow, um, that's a Hawk. big name. Yeah. Yes, big name. 
And, uh, and there was an organization here called uh, Rudders Rangers as well. And so uh, um, Rangers was very prominent. Um, uh, the, the history of, uh, of, uh, of General Rudder was very prominent. Uh, he was class of 1932 out of Texas a University. And uh, that's what steered me towards my interest in the Ranger Regiment. And then also learning about uh, multiple Medal of Honor recipients that had, uh, that had been here at uh, um, Texas a University and that others that were affiliated with the Rangers and, uh, and just realizing their mission, uh, realizing their character and their personality, it felt more like who I was. And that's that's what I thought about when I was here at a and uh, wasn't sure that I wanted to go into medicine at that time, but, uh, but I had a strong uh, leaning towards medicine. And, uh, and so I graduated with a degree in public health um, and uh, went straight into the military, uncertain of what I wanted to do. And uh, initially, I uh, wanted to, to fly medevac. Uh, unfortunately, my eyes couldn't support that. And so my vision <laughs> wasn't, uh, wasn't as appropriate at that time to, to be able to, to branch into that. And so I got branched into medical service and uh, was assigned uh, to the 25th ID out in Hawaii. Uh, while I was in basic, uh, I, I called out to the 25th ID, found out who the battalion commander was, which is the governing of uh, Tom Hill, and, uh, and uh, asked him, gave a good argument for why I should be sent to, uh, um, to Ranger School, and that was back in 1986. And, uh, and uh, sure enough, uh, he made that happen, and I got a slot, and I went to Ranger School in 86, and uh, that was the start of, of, of uh, my Ranger um, uh, um, uh, um, career, if you will. Um, as I served at the 25th ID, uh, specifically the 135 Cacti and the 427 Wolfhounds, um, I felt like uh, that I really enjoyed uh, working in, uh, around uh, combat arms and infantry and uh, in light infantry. It just strengthened my desire to make it to the Ranger Regiment. Um, and uh, at some point in my career, um, uh, I also had a strong desire as I was working with medical tune as a medical tune leader uh, to learn more about medicine. And so I applied to medical school and was accepted at several different medical schools, a hard choice um, uh, but between all of them, but uh, ultimately ended up at the Uniformed Services University of All Sciences up in Bethesda, Maryland. It was a military medical school in line with what I wanted to do and that I wanted to be uh, equally in the military and equally a physician. I wanted to be a military physician, not just a physician that happened to be in the military. And, uh, and so as a result, um, uh, had some great training and instruction there at Uniformed Services University and uh, then went from there into an initial residency. Um, so I'm, I'm talking a lot right now. Was there any questions on anything that I've said no, so far? No, it's good. I mean, it's all stuff that, you know, we've been talking about and asking about, you know, how you kind of found yourself in that field. You know, the one question I was going to ask, you know, is in Ranger School, were you working with, you know, when you went through Ranger School, was there a lot of guys from Ranger Battalion, you know, with your element? Uh, there, there was. And uh, as a matter of fact, there was a private that you may know his name, uh, Oros. You ever heard of him? Uh, so, so, so private or, um, um, yeah, it, uh, Ranger Oros, uh, became familiar, yeah. Major Oros uh, yeah, later okay. on. And, and so by the time that I got to the regiment, uh, years in the future, uh, he was already a senior NCO and our paths were crossing again. And then, so yes, there was, I uh, went there in the summer. Uh, there were a lot of, uh, um, folks from the regiment, uh, Ranger regiment that were there. Um, and, uh, and just, uh, super exciting to work with them at that time. Um, uh, even though it took me a while to get to, to the regiment, uh, in future years. So, but what is it? Something, you know, going to Ranger regiment, it was something that never, never was, you know, escaping your mind. It was always in the back of your mind that you wanted to go to the 75th Ranger Regiment this whole time. 
I, I did, and, and well, I mean, so um, probably because of Rudder and uh, learning more about the history of the Rangers uh, through the years, that uh, I felt like yes, this this was a group of individuals that uh, uh, that, that fit my character and personality, and that's where I wanted to go. Um, so, so initially, Medical Service Corps, there weren't any openings, uh, there weren't any positions for Medical Service Corps in the Rangers Regiment, um, and uh, that would change ultimately uh, once I became a regimental surgeon in the future. Um, uh, between me and uh, my senior medic, we created positions for medical service corps officers uh, so that they could t- start in the organization and learn about the organization and do great things in other places. Um, uh, but um, there were positions for physicians. Uh, there are few. There are only one per battalion and one at the regiment. And so that's very few positions. Uh, but ultimately, I, I, I still had that in the back of my mind that I wanted to get there. Yes. All right. So what year did you go uh, to RAS2 to go to 375? So um, after medical school, I went through a residency in family medicine, and uh, um, I was there with uh, uh, another guy that I went through um, uh, medical school with. His name was Chris Pappas. And uh, Chris Pappas, uh, after the intern year, um, he went over to 3rd Range Battalion and uh, and served there from uh, uh, 97 to 99. And uh, and then um, I kept in contact with him and uh, told him my desire to... Uh, to go to third range battalion or to go to the regiment didn't matter what battalion for me i just wanted to be part of the organization um and uh, and so kept in contact with them talked with uh, non-commissioned officers from the regiment uh, during that time frame connected with several officers that were also in the regiment uh since i was there doing my residency in family medicine at uh, martin army community hospital at fort benning um and uh, and then went to rasp in um or i guess wrote back then uh in 1999 and, uh, and so in early in 1999, uh, uh, great challenge, um, enjoyed it a lot. And, uh, and then from there uh, was assigned there that summer. And right off the bat, we went off on employment um, as we went to, to Germany uh, for our first uh, training department. Um, yeah. So, so what was your rope experience like, you know, because you've been at this point, you know, you'd been in the conventional army for quite a while. And, you know, you'd always had in kind of the back of your mind, these, these Rangers and rudder and all this different kind of stuff. And you were going through rope, you know, what was, you know, kind of the feeling and what was, you know, what did that, what was that like? Well, I mean, believe it, believe it or not, um, uh, I was in pretty good shape back then. I was young in shape. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so amongst my medical colleagues, I felt like I was, uh, I was doing pretty good. Right. To keep up with, uh, with, um, with all my colleagues. Uh, then I go to uh, to this assessment and find out that, oh, man, I was nowhere close to some of the uh, <laughs> phenomenally uh, gifted individuals that were out genetic there. freaks. Yeah. yeah, yes, they were. And, and so just their their ability um, uh, and uh, I mean, natural uh, God given ability. Um, and, and so it was, it was a pleasure to work with them. But I didn't feel like I was on the same level as some of these individuals that truly were physically talented. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's one thing that stood out to me. This was an excerpt of the Legends of the 75th podcast. If you want to listen to the entire episode, go to the show notes and sign up for exclusive membership. Why are we charging? Some of the guests want to know that their stories have a level of protection and can share freely without it being available to the general public. To produce a professional product, it costs money. Your subscription helps us ensure we keep it to the level of what's expected from this elite organization. The podcast is the first phase. We plan to add videos, apparel, Ranger history blog, and more episodes each month. 
So as Legends grows, you will get more bang for your buck. We don't want to interrupt or muddle episodes with sponsorship clips or ads. Your support is much appreciated. We look forward to building this exclusive group with your support. Rangers lead the way.